KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. So, in theory, we can finally start to see the light at the end of the tunnel with regards to the COVID 19 pandemic. As vaccines get into more arms, it's not crazy to fantasize about returning to some sort of normalcy relatively soon. Now, to that point, conventional wisdom would lead you to believe that most people are counting down the minutes until they can go out without a mask and not have to worry about other safety protocols. But a new national survey by The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center shows kind of the opposite. So according to this survey, nearly three quarters of Americans, 72%, plan to continue to wear masks in public. Four out of five, 80%, will still avoid crowds. And nine out of 10 plan to keep up frequent hand washing and sanitizer use even after COVID-19. Now, we wanted to dig into this, so we caught up with Dr. Ian Gonsenhauser. He is the Chief Quality and Patient Safety Officer at The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. Give a listen. So let's start this national survey that you guys put in the field. Uh, Why'd you do it? Yeah, you know, we were really interested in getting a sense for how people were feeling. You know, we're coming up on almost a year of dealing with pandemic precautions, and we were really interested to know uh, if people planned on continuing and how robust that continuation might be as we get towards the hopeful end of the pandemic. And you found, I was kind of surprised you found that a lot of people are looking to continue with uh, the the safety measures uh, going forward, even as we hopefully wind out of this? Yeah, you know, we were surprised too. I really didn't expect to see such a robust response of people, you know, the vast majority of people, 70, 80%, depending on which domain we looked at, really stating that they were interested in continuing these things on. I think we've all seen those images, you know, from countries in in the East, in China and Japan. Um, We've seen where people have worn masks in public for years already, but I don't think anybody expected such a large number of people indicating that they continue these precautions, uh, even when this when this comes to a close. I mean, you can't get in the heads of all these people. What do you think's behind it? Because it, it frankly, we are so used to seeing these pictures of people even now sneaking into group settings and underground concerts and stuff like that. It's fascinating to me that people are actually looking to go the other way. Yeah, it's totally discordant with the images that we've seen of people who are kind of antagonizing the precautions, you know, now to see this group of people that are really signing on for the long haul. I think we're seeing a few things. I think one thing that we're seeing is, you know, people's optimism and eagerness to get to the end of the pandemic. I think at this point, uh, people are willing to do just about anything, you know, to get to the end of this thing. We're all tired of it. We've all had enough. We're tired of talking about masks. Uh, and social distancing. So I think that's one thing is people are just being optimistic and and sort of demonstrating that commitment to seeing this to the end. I think the other thing that we're seeing is, you know, people are realizing that the benefits of masking and physical distancing are really far beyond just COVID even. Uh, We look at the flu season this year and how incredibly low our flu numbers have been. In our region here in central Ohio, we've had one case of flu admitted to the hospital. We've had zero in our health system. And we see, you know, millions of patients a year. So I think people are looking at that also, and they're seeing the gains that can be had from something that is really a pretty small commitment, gains in terms of productivity and feeling better and lower cost for healthcare. I think all that comes up as well. So, so I think all of that is playing into 
the opinion and, and the direction that people are headed to continue these precautions. Was there one precaution that was the people were most likely and one that they were least likely as far as your findings? Yeah, you know, they all they all came out relatively equally in that sort of 70 to 85 percent of people, 75 to 85 percent of people saying that they would continue on. Uh, masking was a big one. Um, the big one that I think was was maybe more surprising than than all of them were the willingness that people showed to assure that they're going to stay home from work when they're feeling ill. I think that's one of the things that became really very apparent in this experience that there's a lot to be gained from that, both for employers as well as employees. Um, so hopefully that's going to be supported not just by the individuals who may come down with a cold or an illness in the future, but by their employers also to allow them the flexibility to keep that at home, not impact their coworkers, not impact productivity, and actually get back to work probably sooner than if they stayed at work with an illness. Does this tell you, because this tells me that we've learned a lot as a people, and that kind of goes against what I think uh, would most people would take as the headline out of this, that this stuff did get through and people really were trying their best? Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a converted pessimist, now optimist. I'm a converted cynic, now idealist. And, and I, wanna, I really want to believe that there has been a lot of learning in this experience. We've, we've committed a lot. We've sacrificed a lot. And I'm really hopeful that people are going to take the lessons that have, le- that have been learned over the past year, apply them moving forward, and, and we can really end up in a better place than, than where we started. It's, it's a big sacrifice that we've made to get here. But hopefully through people's actions and through these insights and changes and behavior changes, uh, that sacrifice isn't for nothing. If I talk to you five years from now, and we talk about people are going to maintain this, but five years is a long time. I know in a lot of Asian countries, like wearing a mask during flu, it's just part of life. It's just become ingrained. And do you think that will stick around long, long term, things like that? Maybe not on a grand scale, but you won't do five years from now. You wouldn't do a double take if you pass somebody in a supermarket that was wearing a, a mask, even if you weren't thinking of it. I don't think we'll be surprised five years from now if people are still wearing masks, particularly during uh, flu season. I think it'll be a minority of people by then, and we'll see behavior has largely kind of reverted back to to prior uh, pre-pandemic expectations. I do think that there will be certain things that have come from this that will be persistent. I think changes in the workplace, changes in the work environment, people shifting to remote work, Things of that nature, I think, will will stick around for a lot longer. Maybe people's understanding of the importance of vaccination. Maybe that's something that we take away from this. So I, I think that there will be bits and pieces that will be long-term influence. But I think you're right. I, I think for the most part, five years from now, we're going to see things looking a whole lot more normal than we may expect. As far as when we can get to the end of this, and I heard... I forget where I heard it, but I thought it was a great analogy. Somebody said, the end of the pandemic, it's not going to be flipping on a switch. It's going to be like a dimmer, and a dimmer that slowly returns back to normal. What are some things that we should look for when we are really close to the end of this and we can relax things? Yeah, so, I mean, it's starting right now. And I would say one of the one of the best things that we've seen thus far that indicates we are starting to move back. And you're right, it's going to be incremental. It's going to be baby steps. Uh, but a really big determination from the CDC uh, where they've changed the guidance now on 
individuals who have been vaccinated, who have received both vaccines, uh, both vaccine doses, excuse me, and are about three weeks past the second vaccine, no longer have to quarantine when they have an exposure, even a known exposure. That seems like a little thing, but that's actually a huge change for us. It takes a huge percentage of the population out of that need to quarantine when they're exposed to somebody who has COVID. So that may feel small, but that's actually a big step towards normalcy. Those are the types of things that we're going to see uh, start stacking up and adding on. And it's going to be the sum total of all of those small changes that all of a sudden we're going to look at the situation and realize, wow, you know, there are still a few things lingering from this, but by and large, we're kind of back to standard operating procedure. It's going to take still, you know, good number of months. I don't think it'll be a full year. Um, I actually think come uh, late spring, we're going to start seeing things looking a lot more normal than they have uh, over the past year by summer. I think people are going to start to feel like normalcy has to some extent been restored. We need a large percentage of the population to be vaccinated. We need to start seeing our community positivity rates dropping and dropping quickly. Uh, And once we know that our vaccinations and our control steps are outpacing Uh, the new variants and the new cases, it's at that point we're going to feel a whole lot more comfortable. The thing I find the most interesting of all the, you know, we talk masks, hand washing and everything that's kind of been drilled into our heads. I'm very interested to see crowds and see how that comes back. And I'm curious what you think that's going to look like, because I think there is a certain segment of the population it's not large by any means but it's also not infinitesimal that might just be done with crowds for good no yeah i mean there's going to be there're going to be a lot of people who have major anxiety when it comes to being in crowds being indoors you know even even not a huge crowd but just with people that are that are in close proximity um, there are a lot of people that are going to have anxiety that they're going to need to to work on to try and get back to that place and they, and they may be done for the foreseeable future. You know, it's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of reacclimation that's going to happen. Shaking hands with people, giving hugs, those sorts of things. That's going to be a slow re-entry for many. And it's going to be interesting to see how that materializes. And how long, from your standpoint, are we going to have to be removed from this until we can kind of get the, the grand picture of the effect it took on, on our society? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think it's a, it's a nuanced question with a lot of different facets, right? There's economic impact, there's social and behavioral impact, there's emotional impact, there's educational impact on our children. I think it's going to take a long time before we can really fully inventory kind of the, the myriad different impacts that this has had on us. The impacts will be profound. There are people right now that are finishing up you know, their, their master's degrees and their PhD degrees, they're going to be studying this for their entire career. Um, so the learning is going to continue, I think, for, for as long as we keep paying attention. But we're going, to know, we're going to know a lot over the next handful of years as to how impactful this has truly been. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.